I'm recording this on New Year's Eve for something that happened on New Year's Eve last year. So I apologize for the noises. People are, things are hectic now. So I was just thinking like, should I record it? Should I not? And I was just like, just do it. Family relationships are often the most complicated relationship we have. No one can set us off like they do. No one can calm us like they do. And no one can make us feel loved or unloved like they do. I don't know if you have siblings. And if you do, I don't know if you're close to them or if you talk at all. I know that toxic families are a thing. But my older brother is miles away from me. So, thus, so is my favorite baby in the whole wide world, my niece. Let me just put a disclaimer here and say that I wrote this back when my other niece wasn't born, so I have two favorite babies in the whole wide world right now. But anyway, uh, fewer things come close to the way I felt the first time I saw her. And sure, it was after almost 30 hours of flights and layovers. Just because of the time I insisted on getting like the cheapest possible flight which is not the smartest thing to do so anyway 30 hours of flights and layover so my emotions were running high already but a baby and especially a sleeping baby is just like one of the purest things on the planet here's how the story starts so my brother's family had a photo shoot the photos turned out lovely, and uh, we thought of printing them out and framing them and giving them to my parents for Christmas. We is me and my brother and his wife. So we settled on December 31 for the date, since that's where, like, this is the day we get more excited about in Albania rather than Christmas. Is Santa Claus celebrated in Albania with the children? Santa Claus is for New Year's, not for Christmas. What the f are you talking about? <laughs> Santa, for now, for like in general, like Santa Claus is coming for Christmas? Huh? Yes. The f no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. For for now, being like Santa, more for the New Year's, for like everybody's celebration, the New Year's, every like different religion. Celebration for New Year's, I understand? It makes sense to Santa come for New Year's. Very, very different. On December 31, I went to the photo studio to buy the cornices and get the photos printed. Yes, on New Year's Eve day. I know, I know, I live on the edge. <laughs> Two customers were inside, so I waited for one of them to finish to enter the store. And the shop owner kindly asked the next customer, like, yes, hello, how may I help you? The old man looked at the shop owner respectfully and said, I wanted to come here and get your opinion on something. Maybe you don't remember me, but I asked my friends for recommendations on a photo studio and they said I should come to you. So I did. So at this point, the old man... Uh, Took, out, took something out of a plastic bag he was carrying. And he asks the shop owner, just to get, just, I wanted to ask, like, just get your opinion, really. Do you think this looks good? 
and he held he held up a sequin pillow that had the face of a young girl all over it and the the owner is like facial muscles danced around a little and his tone changed immediately he's just like oh I'll, I told your son-in-law whoever it was that came here that secret pillows photos don't turn out very well I said you shouldn't expect the same photo quality as you would in a printed photo or a cotton pillow the old man remained calm and he says he said I know we understood that upfront, but in my opinion, my niece's face is like almost unrecognizable from this. And this, we were not expecting this. Now the shop owner's facial muscles were like throwing a whole party. It's just like J Lo's advice. He got loud. Sir, I told your son-in-law upfront what to expect. This is how secret pillows look. Again, the old man, without switching into an aggressive like body language or raising his voice, just like repeatedly raised the sequin, sequin pillow in the air, said, I'm talking calmly, aren't I? There's no need to yell at each other. It doesn't seem like this was made by a professional. I wanted to get your opinion and ask whether this was done by an intern of yours. <laughs> this is her like... The shop owner lost it, and almost screaming, he said, "I don't, I don't hire interns. I, I'm not gonna scream here. Let me just, yeah, let's say that." But imagine that this was like almost screaming. I don't hire interns. I never have. It's just me in here. It's been such for the past ten years or so, and we know each other, don't we? You live in this neighborhood. We're acquaintances. You know it's just me in here, and even though I told I told your son-in-law the result would be similar, you're still asking for something else. And you're doing this in front of a customer, so this is so disrespectful. You know, I could I could take you to ten other photo studios and they would tell you they would all tell you the same thing. Sequent pillows ruin the quality of a photo. And it seems like the shop owner unlocked the heavenly gates with that second to last sentence. The old man said, oh, well, this is this is all I wanted to know. Like, if we'd get the same result at other photo studios, there was no need to yell. I didn't disrespect you. I had a question and came here to ask you it. The shop owner, like, then continued. You disrespected me in front of a customer. This is how sequin pillows are now. If you'll excuse me. And as he said, he's just like turned in my direction. I have another client, he tells to the old man. Mr. Grandpa kept his manners, repeated his point, and left. And then the shop owner, still visibly angry, apologized. And he's just like, I'm so sorry. It's just some, some people like make me get out of character. I'm not myself. Anyway, I pretended I had no idea what he was referring to, got my photos, and left. Now, obviously, maybe I'm biased in the way I told the story. Stephen King said in his book, On Writing, A Memoir of the Craft, that adverbs like quietly or angrily or forcefully, calmly are for lazy writers. So, if a character slams the door, like a character in a fiction novel, uh, 
And if, I've, if you've explained the narrative and the situation entirely so far, there would be no need to, to add something like shut the door angrily. But I added descriptors like calm or references to the shop owner's facial expressions just so I could make it as vivid as it was to me as an observer. observer. And you may be wondering, like, why are, why are you sharing this story? And the reason I'm sharing the sequin pillow story is precisely because of my bystander position. So for most fights, we're either in them or we've like picked sides already before the debate even takes place. Think politics, causes, TV shows, when dumbass questions our favorite character or... And of course, everyone questioning or debating my favorite character is a dumbass of enormous proportions, but don't tell my don't tell me why. If my colleague and I got in a fight as much as I tried to, I wouldn't be able to tell my best friend what went down without painting it in a certain light with my experience and outlook on it. Whereas in the sequin pillow case case <laughs> Uh, I was just standing there, experiencing a non-scripted debate between two people. And there are like two takeaways I want you to take away from this. And number one, imagine if we could act rationally in fights as if it weren't us fighting, but a stranger, a, a grandpa who's asking about the sequin pillow with his niece's face on it, a shop owner whose quality of work was questioned in broad daylight in front of customers and the second one second takeaway the words i used to describe the worried grandpa and the loud shop owner might tell you whose time whose team i'd be on if i had to pick sides <laughs> the grandpas however i think both these people were right and i'll go ahead and and just like guess or uh, just guess what was going through both these people's minds. This is like Mr. Grandpa's perspective. It's New Year's Day. We planned a lovely surprise for my niece. She loves secrets. I doubt she has one item of clothing that doesn't contain a shiny element. You can't take the sequins out of the girl, but you can put the girl in the sequins or something like that. We found a beautiful sequin pillow and wanted to put her gorgeous face all over it. My friend recommended a photo studio. The guy was like a, a real pro, so and it was pretty close to my place, to our place. I was excited to see the pillow and make my niece happy on New Year's Day, Eve, whatever. But when I saw the pillow, the photo quality had like decreased drastically, and it was hard to tell it was her. I wonder what had happened, so I decided to go to the photo studio myself just to see, just to see whether the guy there could help us out in any way. Now he's yelling at me. This is the shop owner's perspective. It's New Year's Day. I'm at work because I know lots of people leave things for the last minute. I I just wouldn't want them to find the store closed. Few places are open today anyway, so they might end up without the gift they'd planned and... However though, I can't wait to go home and spend the last day of the year with my family. A few days ago someone brought me a sequin pillow and told me they wanted a photo printed all over it. And that's tricky and I, I usually try to avoid 
such work because the result is just like so underwhelming. However, I kind of knew this person and their family, so plus they were telling me they, they were sure they wanted like this sequin pillow, so I just agreed. I was like, sure. Another father-in-law is here telling me I can't do my job in front of other clients, nonetheless. So, who is right or wrong now? No one, right? Earlier this week, someone asked me what my favorite book is. And, like, as you can imagine, asking a writer, this is, like, a special kind of torture. But they made it easier by saying, what book would you recommend to me? Like, to them, personally. So, yes. Uh, And since this was happening, like, in a professional setting, I went with, like, nonfiction and one of the latest books I'd read. Uh, Actually, I... I answered the question like, if you were the CEO of a company, which three rules would you implement in the company? And um, actually one of the ones that I would uh, implement now was reading, would be reading this book that I also suggested to that person. And um, the book is Crucial Conversations, Tools for Talking When Stakes Are High. It's just like a great fucking book. So even though I... I've researched and learned about communication like extensively. I could wax poetic about this book and its methods for crucial conversations for day. For days, but I won't. I won't. I won't. Why am I saying anyway? I won't. Won't. So here's one of the life changing breakthrough t- teachings that I wanted to share with you from that book. Like with you and the worried grandpa and the loud shop owner. Whenever you find yourself, are you paying attention? Because this is like good. At least I think so. Whenever you find yourself in a heated discussion with someone, ask yourself this question. Why would a reasonable, rational and decent person do what this person is doing? That's the question. Unfortunately, not all the people we deal with are reasonable, reasonable, rational, and decent. But to be honest, a lot of them are. Like your girlfriend, your best friend, your cousin, your roommate, or your business partner, your boss, your colleague, your hairdresser. I mention these people because we often get in crucial conversations with them and you may be wondering like what's what's a crucial conversation I'm I'm sure you can guess but let me just give you the actual definition and it's debates whose outcomes can be so good or so terrible as to make or break your entire perception of the person and the relationship also don't ask why a hairdresser is on that list of people it gets vulnerable in their So, uh, what are some common crucial conversations that we can have? According to the book, these are some of them. It's ending a relationship, talking to a co-worker who behaves offensively or makes suggestive comments, asking a friend to repay a loan, giving your boss negative feedback, critiquing a colleague's work, Asking a roommate to move out, talking to a team member who isn't keeping their commitments, discussing problems with sexual intimacy, confronting a loved one about a substance abuse problem, talking to a colleague who's hoarding information or resources, 
or talking to a colleague about a personal hygiene problem. Here's an excerpt from the book. At the heart of almost all chronic problems in our organizations, our teams and our relationships lie crucial conversations, ones that we're either not holding or not holding well. 20 years of research involving more than 100,000 people reveals that the key skill of effective leaders, teammates, parents, or loved ones is the capacity to skillfully address emotionally, politically risky issues. Period. That's the quote. So next time, instead of turning to anger or walking away like the grandpa did, sort of like either literally or metaphorically, from turning, walking away from a crucial conversation, ask yourself this. Why would a reasonable, rational, and decent person do what this person is doing? Remember the secret pillow. Happy New Year's. Thanks for listening.